0: Hello, welcome to episode 10 of the Basketball Soapbox. I'll be going over the Celtics' win on Tuesday night, punching their ticket to the NBA Finals, as well as recapping their season, the ups and downs, and the turnaround that led them to get to the NBA Finals, as well as looking ahead to the Warriors-Celtics Finals matchup that starts on Thursday night. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. It feels good The Boston Celtics Punching their ticket To the NBA Finals On Sunday night For the first time In 12 years With a 100-96 victory Over the Miami Heat uh, It just feels good To be a Celtics fan Right now um, To see these guys uh, This young core Of Brown Tatum and Smart All the years We've seen them Take a step forward And take a step back And all the ups and downs And, and just wondering If they were able To get over the hump And seeing this core Stay together Especially defensively uh, get the job done and punched their ticket to the NBA Finals it was awesome to see. Um, kudos to the Miami Heat in Game Seven. Um, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, especially—they uh, uh, played all but two minutes. Bam Adebayo played 46. Jimmy Butler played 48, all 48 minutes. And kudos to him—he scored 35 points. Bam had 25 and 11. Um, kudos to those guys. Uh, it was a nail biter. Uh, they were—they would not go away. Um, Man, man, it's just an awesome feeling to see these guys get over the hump, the Celtics, um, and do it together in various ways, uh, defensively, offensively, together, passing, playmaking, rebounding, staying tough, um, almost almost, throwing the game away in the fourth quarter, I'll get into that, um, but the Celtics uh, came out right away with a good pace in the first quarter, um, that set the tone in the first half of the Celtics, uh, they got off to flat starts, and it was important to push the ball in. And, and gets that especially after stops push the ball get easy buckets they were able to hit cutters uh grant williams and Derek white were able to get some points there uh Derek white providing a, a great boost in the first quarter had eight points um knocked down some threes actually <laughs> which was surprising so uh, that was awesome to see um grant williams uh had a bunch of layups and got a couple in ones there um just awesome just awesome Uh, Awesome start for the Celtics um, Playing together as a team Um Man, I I, I can barely even speak right now It was just awesome to see Tatum knock down some big threes in the first half And the Celtics got out to a 17-point lead Um, But that didn't stop the Miami Heat Uh, Jimmy Butler felt the the pressure of that Had 18 in the second quarter uh, Cutting the the Celtics lead from 17 Well, comfortable lead for the Celtics You feel like everything's good We just need to keep pushing And then all of a sudden Jimmy Butler just whittles it all the way down To six before halftime And it's like, uh uh-oh Now it's a game. Now it's a tug of war between these two teams. How are the Celtics going to respond? And the Celtics came out in the third quarter. Um, Marcus Smart set the tone there. Um, Scoring nine points, Jalen Brown got going. But then the the Miami Heat just would not go away. Bam out of bio just came out of nowhere and just kept scoring and scoring. Had ten in the third quarter. Jimmy Butler continued to having seven, and it was just like, oh, now we got it. We're in a dogfight here. And that pace of the Celtics just wasn't there in that third quarter as much as it was in the whole the, to start the game. And Miami was able to get timely shots, um, really just to keep attacking and 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 forcing the Celtics to play defense there. Um, Only a sixth point lead Heading into The fourth quarter there Sorry there In the fourth quarter there And just Just this was the tale You thought the Celtics Were just building up A big lead They got it down there late Um, Jason Tatum Hit a turnaround Bucket over Jimmy Butler With the shot clock Running out Pushing the lead And then he had a big time Three pushing it to 12 And you thought it was like, what, five minutes to go, six minutes to go, and you're just like, okay, the Celtics got this. And then all of a sudden, somehow, the Miami Heat just go on this run that no one expected. <laughs> Heat fans were leaving the arena at 95-85. At, at they thought it was over. And then all of a sudden, the, the Celtics just can't get they whatever for whatever reason the Celtics just start to try to run out the clock rather than run their offense I know that's a important time there to try to run but you gotta run some offense there it gets too stagnant at times and, and, and getting into these late situations where <laughs> the ball rotated every time and six shots Marcus Smart had from three with the shot clock running out and he missed all six and it was just like if one of these fall that seals the game for us and he just couldn't knock down the shot Miami Heat played it perfectly the Celtics swung the ball with great ball movement Marcus Smart was open and just couldn't knock down the shot to save his life at that point in time and oh man that just gave Miami all the, the confidence um, Kyle Lowry knocked down a mid-range shot there Max Struess had a put back dunk um, Victor Oladipo had a layup Kyle Lowry had another shot Max Strus. We were only at five with 50 seconds to go. And then Max Struce hits a big-time three to cut the lead to two. And it was like, oh, no. And at that point, Marcus Smart got the ball, didn't take a shot this time, drove to the lane, tried to get a layup, and missed. And Jimmy Butler going in transition, only down two, decided to go for a three. And everyone held their breath as a Celtics fan. Everyone held their breath. And he front-rimmed it. And thank God he front-rimmed it. Thank God. God, he front-ribbed it. Oh, man. Marcus Smart was able to get a couple layups there uh, to seal the game, pushing the lead to 100 to 96. And, man, oh, man. I was so happy when that that buzzer hit, hit zero, the clock hit zero, the buzzer went off, and... Boston Celtics are heading to the NBA Finals for the first time in 12 years um, especially with this group this is what Brown's 6th year in the league Tatum's 5th year in the league um, to see these guys battle together after the termo- the up and down seasons uh and just to see these guys get it done, this core group of guys with Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford coming back this season, um, seeing these guys get it done, thats it's awesome to see as a Celtics fan, um, I, I just can't state that enough, but uh, kudos to the Miami Heat, uh, they were on demand at times, you didn't know where their offense was going to come, come from, and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo stepped up big time for the Miami Heat and gave them every opportunity to get in there and they just couldn't find much else. Um, Kudos to Eric Spolstra uh, uh, keeping this team afloat uh, especially defensively and timely buckets and and big time kudos to Jimmy Butler hopefully this narrative of him being a cancer and and not a winner even though he lost in game seven. His efforts in game six and seven gave the Heat a chance on the biggest stage to to get a chance To have a chance And that's all you want From your superstar um, That's what you pay them for And kudos to them um, They played fantastic um, They're going to be back Miami's always going to rebuild The Miami Mafia down there With Pat Riley And Alonzo Mourning Bob McAdoo <laughs> Yodonis Haslam Chris Quinn All these guys there In Miami um, Kudos to those guys um, And we're going to see them again They're not going to go anywhere But um, but the Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics are punching the ticket to the NBA Finals. Um, Jason Tatum winning the Eastern Conference MVP Larry Larry Bird Award. Um, the first ever given out to, it's only right that it went to a Celtics player first of all. Um, and, and Jason Tatum playing big time over this course of the series. Um, that was just awesome. That was just awesome. Um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Jason uh, Tatum both 20 plus for the series, points per game for the series. Um, Jalen, uh, Jason Tatum with 25 points. Jalen Brown with 24 points. And it was a one-two punch for the Boston Celtics. When we needed those guys to step up, they did. And it was just awesome to see um, Al Horford playing great down the stretch with big time rebounding and just giving the effort. Uh, his grand, grandfather passed, um, I believe, Saturday. Um, And for him to come out and just give that effort on the defensive end and that rebounding and that leadership, that was awesome to see Rob Williams on one leg, um, giving it all he got. (laughs) <laughs> hopping up and down the floor um, But just to see that And to see Emilio Doko coach this team And tell them to stay focused Push the pace Stay defensively minded um, To see that finally get over the help For the Boston, the Boston Celtics um, That's awesome And they got their shot Against the Warriors on Thursday night And I can't wait um, I'm pumped um, That's going to be awesome about the Celtics season. Um, to start the season, they hired the email Yadoka. I thought it was a great hire. Um, a black coach um, for the Celtics. Uh, assistant underneath Greg Popovich those years. Um, won a championship there as an assistant coach. Uh, went to Philadelphia there a couple of years ago with uh, Brett Brown when he took over. Uh, went to Brooklyn last year with Steve Nash and ended up as the Celtics head coach. And had a familiarity with Smart, with Brown, with Tatum, and Kimber Walker at the time, on Team USA two years ago, and I felt like that was a great hire, because if anybody had another insight into this team, it was a guy who saw them in the summer, worked out with them, and especially having Greg Popovich there, I thought that was a good mix, Uh, a good uh, uh, step in the right direction in hiring a coach, a guy that's seen them before, a guy that has various experience over nearly a decade now, Um, To get this head coaching job, and from day one coming in talking about defense, passing the ball, I thought that was very important, even though past Celtics team were good defensively the the year before last year, um, the Celtics weren't there defensively, uh, hampered by injuries, Um, just not the same team that I thought coming into this season on paper, and of course I didn't have the Celtics in the finals, I had the Suns and Bucks originally in the finals, um, I thought at best the Celtics would get to the second round, third round, underneath this for roster construction to start the season. Uh, we had Enos Cantor and Josh Richardson and Dennis Schroeder. I thought, guys, that would give us minutes, be valuable. Um, the only question that I had coming into the season was the switching defense that Eme wasn't implementing. Um, and we saw early on in the season, especially with Dennis Schroeder, we were too small at times switching Um, Getting in bad matchups there, and I thought that hurt our defense. We were more scrambling. Um, Guys were in and out, um, and that's what led to the bad start for the Celtics, barely keeping above 500 to start the season, in my opinion, Um, and just not able to keep any type of consistency going throughout the season. Early on there, you you would win a game here, lose three here, win two here, lose another couple games there, and it was just like we just couldn't get the right footing underneath us to sustain anything. Um, and that was just the trouble to start the season um, I thought uh, and, and of course everyone thought the the doomsday on the season was the 20 point lead blown to the Knicks on January 6th um, where R.J. Barrett hit a shot to end the game and, and give the Knicks a, a come from behind victory dropping us to 18-21 and that's when everybody in Boston thought the sky was falling uh, people saying trade Brown and, and, and trade smart People were saying, fire Ime Yadoka, a first-year coach, who's barely what? 50 games into the season, barely 50 games into the season. And people are saying, fire him. He's not the right coach. This feels the same as Brad Stevens. And everyone was jumping off the ship. Everyone was just saying, hey, let's get out of here. We don't need to do this. Uh, blow up the team. Let's rebuild. People were talking crazy absolutely crazy just saying anything just to say anything because they were just so disgusted with this Celtics team and I was just like wait 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 everyone hold on <laughs> I know it looks grim right now I know it looks bad I know it looks absolutely disgusting at times but we're not my my thing was that we were just never healthy uh, we had Brown miss some games early Al Horford was in and out Marcus smart was in and out Rob Williams wasn't a hundred. And it was just like, we got to figure this out before we just start moving guys and actually have a plan here. And that's all it was. I I really thought that's all it was kind of the season. People calling me crazy. They're saying I'm just content with losing. Um, I'm not a general manager. And I'm like, neither are you. But what I understand in the game of basketball, if you're not 100%, it's going to be difficult to sustain any type of excellence any type of winning, unless you have a franchise changing great like LeBron or Jordan or or, or or various people like Shaq, like it's going to be very difficult to do that. And yes, I believe in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but I just feel like they're still developing as players. Uh, I'm confident in their games, but in terms of playmaking and keeping certain things afloat, I felt like that was missing from their DNA at this point in time. In terms of playmaking in and, 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 and passing, and we saw over the course of the season, of course, they got that going. But I thought the biggest thing was getting Marcus Smart to buy in his role, especially after trading uh, Dennis Schroeder there before the trade deadline. I thought that was good in terms of getting everybody back to their natural positions, everybody playing instead of having Smart and Schroeder in and out. And even I thought Dennis Schroeder should have started because I thought he was a little bit more quicker with the ball offensively. But the playmaking just wasn't there. Um, so when Marcus Smart got that full-time role, when we traded uh, uh, Josh Richardson and Dennis Schroeder um, pre-trade uh, deadline moves, pre-all-star break moves, to bring in Derek White, a guy who doesn't need the ball, a guy who's defensively sound, a guy who does little things. Of course, we saw over the course of the playoffs him do that especially with Daniel Tice, a guy that just has no how of being here. I thought that was good, just another guy you can have in your rotation. Um, But to get Marcus Smart to buy into that point guard role with uh, Damon Stoudemire, the assistant coach, and Yumei Adoka, to the Celtics' Brad Stevens finally entrusting him to play that point guard role, I thought that was huge. Um, It it, it took away shots that Marcus would usually shoot, and now he's creating, um, getting spot-ups, a little bit more easier shots for him to to create there, and, and trusting him. And I thought that rubbed off on everybody. Um, Jason Tatum was able to pick up and show why he was All NBA first team this year. Uh, Jalen Brown, who I thought should have been an All Star, should have was in play for uh, NBA third team in my opinion. Um, with his play, I think he just missed a couple games there. But you just saw the especially defensively now, when we had Marcus Smart there, teams weren't able to score. They weren't able to attack certain parts of our defense with Dennis Schroeder that we had. We weren't small in any position. We can switch everything. That switching defense stepped up. Um, And I saw that a little bit even before uh, the January 31st, the Energy's About the Shift uh, tweet from Jalen Brown. You just saw their defense. So over that course of where everything was turbulent, I was like, I would just want to see good habits from the Boston Celtics. Because we weren't getting that, we weren't getting consistent defense, we weren't getting consistent shooting, nor playmaking. I'm like, in this stretch before the trade deadline, I just want to see some consistent play, especially defensively. And once that defense started to step up there with the switching with our Marcus Smart, Brown, Tatum, Williams, and Horford, it was like, okay, now we see something there. And once that offense started to get going, the Celtics had the best offense and best defense to finish the season after all-star break and that spoke volumes there um there were 25 and 25 after that new york knicks uh, uh nope they were 18 and 21 after the 20 point lead blown to the knicks there were 25 and 25 heading into february and from that point on the celtics only lost six games six games just to finish the season over the last the last course of the season after all-star break the celtics won 26 and six and That is amazing. To only lose six games in what? Three months? Three months? And then they come into the playoffs and only lose three games? Sorry, six games in the playoffs. Six games in the playoffs? Six games to end the regular season that we lost? That is amazing. Uh, That's a testament to our defense. um, To carry us like that. And especially, that's what gave me confidence throughout the whole playoffs for the Celtics. I picked the Celtics in six over Brooklyn. They won in four. I picked the Celtics in six over Milwaukee. They won in seven. I picked the Celtics in six over the Heat. They won in seven. The one thing that the Celtics have been able to do, especially after a loss and going into the uh, on the road, they were able to win their defense travels. That is the one thing that they are able to do: lock down teams and get timely stops. And I think the very next development of the Celtics team that we saw in the Heat game seven against the Heat was those uh, push and pace transition baskets that we should be able to do. The Celtics are an athletic group with Tatum and Brown. These guys are two of our best finishers at the rim. We need to get those guys easier baskets, easier transition buckets. And I think that's the next step in the development of the Celtics team. But just for them to turn around and believe in each other, not want to 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 throw the towels in on the season and turn it around there, and step up together as a group has just been remarkable. Um, to do that, uh, I think the Rockets in uh, I want to say eighty one was another team that turned it around when they were under five hundred and got to the finals against the Celtics. I believe that's eighty one or the eighty six season. I gotta check that. But since then, there has been no bigger turnaround in season. For a team to turn around and make the finals. And for the Celtics to do that here is just remarkable. Um, To to even outweigh my expectations of this team. To get to the finals, that's just remarkable. Um, And they did it defensively. Uh, They they hung their hats defensively. Um, And that's big time. And they believed in each other. Believed in Jason Tatum to to step up and make playmaking. And draw two guys there on the double team and find guys. That helped empower the team. Um, the Celtics did it together. Um, Al Horford, his steady leadership there. Um, that's big time. That, that's big time. And everyone was questioning when he got traded here. And I'm like, they brought somebody in here who's a veteran, who's a calm, a calm source, uh, a central hub on offense where you can pass it to him. He can play, make, and create something. He can knock down the shot. He can get his own shot. Um, create somebody, create a, a, a play for somebody else, a great passer, um, Robert Williams is also a central hub on that. He's a good passer as a big man. Um, Hopefully he gets the rest that he needs heading into this finals. Um, Yeah, I can't say enough about the Celtics turnaround and the Celtics team. Um, You know, believing when things look dark, uh, believing in in, in my basketball knowledge, um, just watching the game and seeing how teams are. It's like, let's just see what the Celtics team looks like when they're healthy. Let's at least give them that because they weren't healthy. It was looking bad. Everyone was saying ridiculous things like trade Brown. Tra- people were even saying trade Tatum, rebuild and get draft picks. People were saying ridiculous stuff, and it's just good to see on the other side. On the other side of that, we've reached the finals after all those doubters and, and all these naysayers and, and people not believing in us. Um, look at me saying us as a true fan, as a homer, basically. That's fine. I'll take that. I'll be a homer. But just for these guys to get to the finals, it's just awesome to see these guys drafted here, stay here, um, and and have a chance to get the job done against the Warriors. Um, It's just awesome. It's just awesome. Um, Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum, the Celtics, are the fourth team in the last 40 years to reach the finals with their top two scores from the regular season being 25 years or younger. Um, That was the 81 Rockets, the 95 magic in the 11 nope, the 12 oklahoma city thunder um that is awesome um hakeem and samson with the rockets uh penny and shack with orlando uh russell westbrook and kevin durant with the thunder and now jason tatum and Jalen brown added to the list hopefully the difference between these teams is that we actually win the finals um, those are the teams did not lose win the finals the rockets lost to boston uh the Magic lost to the Rockets in 95, and the OKC Thunder lost to the Miami Heat in 2012. Um, hopefully we can right the ship on that. It's not going to be easy against this Warriors team, um, but let's get into that breakdown. And let's get into that finals matchup of the Warriors versus the Celtics. That game is on, on ABC at 9 p.m., um, these guys split their season series Uh, the Warriors won here early in December and we won in there the Celtics won there in March in on March 16th Draymond did not play Um, so it's just uh, people just discount Draymond Green he is very vital to this Golden State Warriors team I don't know what else he has to do he plays defense he's the basically the de facto point guard point forward for the Warriors pushing the ball up creating and finding guys um, and he's able to step up at various times in his career. I always remember the uh, 2016 Game 7 Finals where he had 30 points, and he's more than capable of stepping up. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup between these two teams. Um, Marcus Smart against the, uh, uh, Steph Curry, and especially if Marcus Smart can apply some pressure to uh, Stephen Curry and, 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 and Clay Thompson, the Celtics' defense, as a matter of fact, can they stop this three-point shooting of of the of the Warriors Uh, the Warriors are the best three-point shooting team that the Celtics have faced in the playoffs Um, and the Celtics is the best defensive team that the Warriors have faced in the playoffs Um, the Warriors defeated uh, Denver and uh, the MVP Nikolai Jokic uh, in in five Uh, the Nuggets defeated them in five Um, they defeated the Memphis Grizzlies who were tough and and looked like they were going to People were picking to win the series. Uh, they defeated them in six. And then they had this Dallas Mavericks team, this run and gun team that just shoots threes and plays defense. Um, unfortunately, just wasn't able to knock down enough threes to help Luka. Um, they defeated them in five games. And now they have the Boston Celtics here. Who, this is a great matchup, I believe. You got Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown here against Steph Curry and Clay Thompson there. Uh, Jordan Poole um, for the Warriors. Um, Draymond Green Kevon Looney who has stepped up this playoffs especially on the boards and defensively Andrew Wiggins is here for the Warriors who has stepped up over the playoffs and has looked to fill in that void for the, the Warriors there um, it's going to be a great matchup between these two teams Um can the Celtics find consistent offense against this best defensive team I think that they're going to face in the playoffs um, can they attack Klay Thompson who has been hobbled um Defensively, can they find basically keep consistent offense against this Warriors team that has know-how that has finals experience. I think the Warriors have 123, uh, finals games combined, uh, versus the Celtics who have zero finals experience. Um, that is big time experience matters in the playoffs. Um, hopefully the Celtics defense can travel. Um, hopefully they're able to contain the three point line against the, uh, Against the Warriors, and I think the Celtics are allowed are able to play big because they have that versatility there. Um, especially even Al Horford, when Al Horford's on the floor, the Celtics can still play big. They can bring in Derek White to do some things, some matchup wise things. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Celtics handle that Warriors defense because I believe Moody and Kaminga, those young guys who are 19 years old, the the, the Warriors going to bring them in at times to just be defensively minded and. Create some havoc. Uh, Payton, uh, Gary Payton the second should be coming back. I believe I saw that somewhere. He's coming back from injury of the dislocated elbow early in the playoffs. Um, so that defensive makeup, and we know the Celtics have had trouble um, handling the basketball um, in the playoffs, especially against Miami when they're able to pressure him. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. This is just a contrasting style of teams that play really well defensively and have big time scores and jason tatum and jalen brown for the celtics and have uh uh clay steph and Poole for the for the warriors but they also have uh, um they also have jordan Poole there clay thompson they have andrew wiggins there so it's going to be interesting to see how these two teams can contrast each other contrasting styles there i, I want to pick the celtics in six i just think our defense and our size should provide a problem for the golden state warriors um People are gonna say I'm foolish, but I just think our size, especially, we can throw wide in there. We can throw smart in there. We're gonna be able to switch all those things and probably, hopefully, keep these guys uh, from all these screens that the <laughs> that the Warriors throw illegal screens. If you're asking Draymond Green or whatever the case may be, um, we're gonna be able to contain those threes a little bit better than other teams can. Um, it's just gonna be if this if the Warriors can hit threes, if the Celtics can stop that and get timely offense, kind of similar to here. Um, against the Miami Heat, can they have consistent offense, which has always been a problem. And if the game is close, can we execute late down in the stretch to to, to hold the lead against this Warriors team who can light a match to the gasoline? Their offense takes off with three-point shooting and able to cut guys, uh, hit cutters and, and just be a speed team and, and, and basically just run up the score. Um, that's something that the Celtics have to keep in mind on Against this team. Um, the 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 Warriors have been great in these playoffs. Stephen Curry has been awesome, phenomenal. Klay um, Thompson has been a little off at times, but has picked it up over the, co- the course of the last series. Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins is here. Uh, Draymond Green is going to bring it defensively. Kevon Looney, who has been a rebounding machine against the Mavericks and was able to do something. DeAndre and I'm never going to forget that, against the this Mavericks team, the undersized Mavericks team. The Celtics are at least able to match up with Kevon Looney, maybe even play him off the floor at Horford. Um, that's going to be interesting to see. And now Draymond Green, I think the Celtics are going to use that to their advantage, probably back off of him and see if he can shoot. I think that's going to be an advantage the Celtics are going to be able to have. Um, if Draymond Green is going to beat you in a series, let him. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be able to do it, but I think he's able to hit timely buckets at times. But that's probably going to be a point of emphasis Leave Draymond Green open. Let him try to shoot. Let him try to get these shots off. Um, And and contain the the backcourt of the Warriors here. With Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole. Um, I think Andrew Wiggins is going to have to step up defensively and be big time in that area. Um, This could be a good series for him. Um, He's going to be matched up on Tatum, I believe. Um, I don't think they're going to put Clay Thompson on Tatum. So I think it's going to be him. uh, Gary Payton II. Kaminga. Uh, they're going to try to throw multiple guys at Tatum. Uh, maybe even Andre Iguodala. He's been on the sidelines of this whole playoffs. Maybe this is what they've been saving him for, you know. Uh, a veteran with know-how and savvy who can give them a little bit of relief there at that time. Just to cover just to cover Tatum. Maybe switch on Brown. Uh, put him on Horford a little bit. And, and, and see what he brings to the table. Um, it's going to be interesting there. Auto um, Porter Jr. is also available for them. Um, hopefully the Celtics are able to get rest here. Um, that's going to be big time for them in terms of, um, yeah, hopefully they're able to get some rest there. Um, that's going to be big time for Robert Williams, who was nursing that uh, meniscus injury that he had, that he returned from surgery with. Um, especially, I think that's the big advantage that the Celtics have, if they're able to control the boards and end possessions, especially long threes and not giving the the... Uh, the Warriors' second chance opportunities—that's what killed Dallas in their series. The Warriors were able to get second chance opportunities, uh, kick it around, swing it out, get some threes, get some easy buckets there. Hopefully, the Celtics are able to negate that for that uh, against the Warriors there, and able to just basically finish off possessions there. And I think that's limiting their possessions of the Warriors. I think that's going to be big time. Um, and can Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do it? Can they lead this team to an NBA Finals against this proven Warriors Western Conference powerhouse that has been here for over half a decade? Um, this is their sixth NBA Finals. Um, they're going to be looking to have the know-how. Steve Kerr's uh, been, been there, um, been a great coach for the Warriors, um, has a pulse on that team. It's going to be interesting to see if the Celtics can push those buttons at the Warriors and impose and, and their will. Uh, the Celtics are going to have to play with force because the, the Warriors can shoot the lights out, uh, have a high-powered offense, and before you look up, you're down 20. Um, the Celtics don't want to get into that type of matchup. They want to be in control. Hopefully their defense is able to hold the Warriors, um, and that's going to be the matchup. Can the Celtics' defense hold up enough against this high-powered Warriors offense? Um, and the Warriors have been struggling a little bit. They haven't looked like the old Warriors of old because they're not the old Warriors This is a different Warriors team, I believe. Um, they're still led by Steph Curry, still led by Klay Thompson. But they got to get these other guys involved in terms of how it was in 2015 where they tried to have uh, Harrison Well, 2016 when they had tried to have Harrison Barnes. They now have Andrew Wiggins in that role. Can Andrew Wiggins step up for them? That's a big question right there. Um, And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait. Um, It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic matchup. I believe this is the first time these two teams have met in the final since like 1964, that's Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, that's crazy, in the 75 year, 75th year of the NBA, um, to have these two historic franchises meet again, um, that's awesome, there's a lot of history at stake here, um, can the young boys of the Celtics get it done against these, this old, true, proven team of the Warriors, um, I can't wait, I can't wait, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, Steph Curry is 33. Klay Thompson's 31. Draymond Green's 31. 31. Like, <laughs> the oldest player on the Celtics is what, Al Horford? So that's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, just the youth movement versus the old guys. It's going to be interesting to see. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. I'm excited for this to go down on Thursday night. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And with that, I'm going to go with the Celtics in six. I think the Celtics can get it done in six. I think they're going to be able to steal a game in Oracle, um, and finish it out. I, I think the Celtics can win this series. Um, it's going to be a hell of a competitive series. Um, but I've been picking, <laughs> I've been picking the Celtics in six all series, all all playoffs, <laughs> and I've been wrong each time. They swept the, the Nets. They beat the Bucks in six. They beat the Bucks in seven. They beat Miami in seven. So who knows? Maybe i will right on this one. Fourth time's a charm, right? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> And that will do it for episode 10 of the Basketball Soapbox. Um, I can't wait for the NBA Finals to happen on Thursday night on ABC at 9 o'clock. If you're a Celtics fan, be there. Watch on TV. Support the team. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some Celtics fans in attendance. at. The, uh, it's not Oracle. It's Chase Center now in San Francisco. Um, We're going to see how that atmosphere plays out for the the Warriors. It's not the same as Oakland. It's not as rocking as Oakland, but we'll see how that goes. Um, But I can't wait. I hope everyone enjoyed their Memorial Day. Uh, Spent time with their families and loved ones um, and just had a great, great, great day. It's been, you know, of course, always spending time with your family is important. Getting those special moments is important. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed their time. Um, And let's get enjoy some basketball this week. Uh, We have a little break there. Um, Yeah, we got a little break here between games here. So I can't wait until Thursday night plays out, um, and I will recap it. I'll see you then, guys.